Welcome to Experts on Call on News Talk 580 CFRA. Get expert advice on a variety of topics and hear what Ottawa business people have to offer. Ask questions, get answers. This is Experts on Call on News Talk 580 CFRA. You're listening to Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. I'm Mel Roy, joined by Chris McGinn, the co-owner of Assurance Home Care. You can check out their website, assurancehomecare.ca. Give them a call, too, 613-706-0411. And if you have any questions, please email us, questions at Assurance Home Care. We love to answer your questions, and we'll have some later on in the show today. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? (laughs) Hi, Mel. I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I'm good. I, I just almost had that, that little moment. You know when you have a sip of tea and then you're you're not quite able to speak properly afterwards? <laughs> just like, hey, yes, oh, I know all go. about that. Yeah, yeah. Too much green tea. Care Talk is about all things home care and related to the health of the seniors in our life. And, uh, you know, we just we love to talk about all these different things because it affects so many people. Now, you can also follow along on Assurance Home Care's uh, social media platforms, too, by the way. Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Assurance Ottawa. Um, This week's topic, Chris, is about home care in general, right? What are the key points? You know, what misgivings do people have about home care? What would you say is the biggest misgiving that people have about home care? Well, uh, probably a couple of things. I think there's a couple of misconceptions out there. Um, mm-hmm. One is that um, uh, home care and paying for home care, well, well I guess there's, there's a couple. So one is that home care, uh, all home care is free. Um, that is simply not the case. So no. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, we talked about um, the publicly funded home care system mm-hmm. and how it is responsible for providing accessible and um, uh, uh, accessible and free care for anything that is deemed medically necessary. And there is a threshold uh, that people have to go through to qualify for that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one misconception. So so um, there, the things that you may think are covered when it comes to home care may or may not uh, be covered. So there's the, there, so I would I would encourage people to um, you know make sure that they know what is covered if they're looking down the road at some surgery or something and needing care afterwards because uh, a lot of people we get a lot of calls from people who are surprised well I thought the home care system covered this and I found out it doesn't right. yeah. so that's that's one uh, misconception but another common one is that is that um, home care is is unaffordable it's that it's that it's mm-hmm. too expensive and cost prohibitive and that simply is not the case um, in many many cases so there are some scenarios that we'll talk about today that represent sort of for lack of a word the Cadillac version of, of <laughs> home care okay. um, but even even the Cadillac version is is probably surprisingly to some people um, very affordable hmm. and so that would be another um, misconception and I think you know it's interesting to me um, because I am one of the boomers I'm the, I'm, I'm one of the last years of, of the boomers is oh. that when we're talking about this whole uh, issue of aging and home care and and the options available is that it's always surprises me, including for myself, that none of us give it much thought. It's almost as if we we believe as as you know not that generation that's there yet, um, needing to access immediately that. Um, that it's not going to happen to us and somehow we're immune to the aging process. (laughs) 
Um, so, so I guess that's 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 it's not so much a misconception, but I think um, you know not a lot of thought. I guess comes comes uh, to to people who are sort of that boomer age mm-hmm. um, when we're we're younger and healthy and we're we're busy in our lives and and pr- probably looking after maybe our, our own parents to some degree and looking for for care and thinking it's you know just focusing on them. So so. Um, so to to uh, frame it, I guess in a way that um, that that is is helpful to people is to say, you know, when you're looking as a boomer um, at your own your own parents' situation, consider the fact that you will be there in in you know um, twenty to twenty five years uh, if we're if you're lucky enough, mm-hmm. and so and so when when you are um, uh, considering options, one of the one of the things, one of the biggest things that I've talked about is the misconceptions around pricing and cost and things is to always look at, uh, uh, you know, what do I want for myself? So do a little bit of planning in advance yeah. uh, with your own, having those conversations about planning. I mean, 93% of us will answer that we want to age in place, which essentially is just a fancy way of saying we all want to be in our own homes till end of life. When who wouldn't? But, <laughs> exactly, but but again, there is a, another lingering misconception out there that um, if an event happens, such as a, a sudden fall, or if a spouse um, um, passes away, unfortunately, or mm-hmm. if there's a major change in condition, such as uh, a newly diagnosed medical condition that requires a lot of follow up and care and things like that, that we automatically have to um, uh, change our living situation in order to accommodate that that the level of care required, right. and. And it's not um, it's not necessarily like sort of our, our fault the way that we collectively think about that because uh, traditionally uh, you know even family doctors will will uh, have that mindset so not not to throw them under the bus in any way but <laughs> but oftentimes you know we will hear from seniors that they've gone to their family doctor and the family doctor for whatever reason um, based on condition will say um, I think it's time you considered moving into a home. And so, but the person, you know, doesn't want to do that. So if, you know, so if, if you live in an area with reasonable access to care, such as family funded, government funded, combination of both, there is a very good chance, more than a very good chance that you would be able to stay at home for as long as you wish. So regardless of events that might happen. So, Well, it yeah. sounds wonderful. I mean, if you, I suppose if you look at, you know, uh, long-term care or retirement homes or home care. I mean, yeah, if you wanted to stay in your own home with your, like, your own music and your own books and your photos on the wall and everything like that, I mean, of course, you know, that seems like the most ideal well, option. That... But, uh, yeah, you... it, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> how do you, how do you, um, how do you make that, that, transition though how do you go from say for example say for example you do have a spouse who suddenly passes away and all of a sudden you do need home care how exactly do you access that yeah so this is the interesting thing is that um uh when couples are living together over time um for a long time they tend to um naturally compensate for uh deficits you know things that are kind of um uh 
not working optimally optimally for for each other. So, for instance, mm-hmm. one person might be one of the couple might have, be having cognitive issues, while the other person, but but their mobility is amazing. Mm-hmm. Reverse might be true for the, for say the other spouse who uh, um, cognitively they're not doing as well, but their mobility is really good. So, so they compensate for one another so that that the living arrangement continues to work. And so until, of course, something happens to one of them, and then all is usually revealed on the other side. It's like, oh my gosh, uh, we need help. So 70% (laughs) of the calls that we get are generally families that are are at this point. So there's been a crossroads of some sort, a fall, um, a death of a spouse, spouse, and immediately they need to to look at the care. So one of the things that that, um, uh, could be done in a advance is just um, engaging in some form of conversation and some entry-level care uh, prior to actually um, needing to do uh, a a full-on care program, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. introducing care, little bits of care. So maybe if, if, for instance, if one spouse has always done the driving and then the driver's license yeah. uh, gets removed, taken away for whatever reason, uh, for mm-hmm. cognitive challenges, that might be a good opportunity to introduce care as opposed to, you know, um, family stepping in and, and, uh, and you know, disrupting. You know, it is a disruption, right? So when we have to fill in a void for, for care, as much as we all are, are naturally the first responders for our parents and we want to help out, it does over time erode our own health if we do that. So looking mm-hmm. for those opportunities where instead of stepping in, you could provide them with uh, a high level of independence where they're not relying on you, you can maintain your own lifestyle, but you're still introducing care. So introducing care in a stepwise fashion um, with the goal the goal of all always with home care is to uh, encourage as much independence of that person for as long as they can be independent. So so you won't want to always nurture the independence and then help with any area that uh, they may be needing in terms of safety concerns um, around mobility, things like that. Right. And with assurance home care, I know we've spoken about this before, but you would have a, a an assessment done of that, That's that right. person or that couple's home to sort of check and see what, what is needed. Yeah, of course. So we we send in um, one of our skilled and experienced nurses who can uh, who spend time with the, with uh, the person to develop a fulsome care plan that looks at uh, not only what they need but also what their wishes are. So maybe it's not so much that they can't. Uh, do uh, meal preparation anymore, but they don't enjoy it. And it actually zaps a lot of their energy and it's mm. taking away from things that they enjoy. So maybe that's a nice, um, you know, giveaway <laughs> to, <laughs> to put home care in and let them do it. And, um, hey, and, why, that, not? and why not? So, but our nurses also do safety assessments while they're there, just naturally as part of, uh, part of the um, care plan planning mm-hmm. is is to look at any safety concerns that might exist in the environment and this is all complementary and um, and so if you are thinking about uh, setting something like this up our we can we can generally uh, have a nurse out within 48 hours of a phone call so really yeah, yeah, it's very. We, we proud. Our, we pride ourselves on our responsiveness. It's probably our number one differentiator. 
That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I will ask you so many more questions about this and more <laughs> because I am I'm full of questions, but we have to stop for just a moment. Uh, while you're waiting to come back, though, uh, let's make sure that we tell people uh, to visit assurancehomecare.ca. They have an excellent website full of testimonials from uh, all kinds of people, including some of the care workers and Chris herself on the website too you can check that out also give them a call 613-706-0411 and you can go on social media facebook instagram and twitter are all under the handle assurance ottawa and uh, i am mel roy and i will be right back with chris mcginn the co-founder of or co-owner i should say of assurance home care you're listening to care talk with assurance home care We'll return with more experts on call on News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to experts on call on News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. I'm Mel Roy with Chris McGinn, co-owner of Assurance Home Care. And today we are talking about all things home care. And uh, Chris, before the break, we were talking about the, the Cadillac version of home care. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, now, I wonder, I, I have to ask because, you know, that, that kind of stuck with me a little bit. What exactly do you mean by the, the Cadillac version of home care? Yeah, so I should probably explain that because, it's, you know, I've, I've just finished saying in the last segment, it doesn't have to be expensive, and then I call it the Cadillac. So <laughs> so some people in their minds might be thinking this, uh-oh, I can't afford minute. this. Yeah. However, so let's, let, let's just set the stage by saying um, some seniors may not require any additional care at all mm-hmm. uh, to stay safely in their home till end of life. So, so that's, that's number one. And so... Also, many seniors then do, who decide to stay in their home will be able to do so safely with just a small amount of care, okay. such as help with personal care or chores or errands or assistance with meals, what, whatever it is. Or driving. So, yeah. yeah. So we're talking about a small uh, number of people who either by choice want somebody there um, mm-hmm. uh, full time or who who because of a diagnosis such as dementia, um, you know, in terms of wish fulfillment, it's one of those things where please don't ever put me in a home and the kids yeah. do everything they can not to not to, to go there um, by by having around the clock care. So so the Cadillac version that I'm referring to is is 24 hour care. And there are two different looks to 24-hour care. So there's actually one that is 24-hour care, which is um, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, where a small but consistent team of caregivers will work shifts. So it could be eight-hour shifts. So then in that case, it's it's three people around the clock, um, but the three wow. consistent people. Or or it could be, in some cases, 12-hour shifts, and, and that's uh, all... Um, uh, you know, customizable. So caregivers in this scenario, um, uh, you know, are are doing all of the personal care, whatever it is that's required in the care plan, errands, grocery shopping, um, assistant companionship, uh, cognitive stimulating activities, whatever is necessary, uh, household chores, all of it during mm-hmm. the day. And then the caregivers at night 
are awake and alert and on standby should the person need that. So that's an important feature because it does determine in some instances which one is better for the person. Is it either 24-hour care where around the clock there is an alert and awake and available caregiver, an mm-hmm. attentive caregiver, or or to live in a situation which I'll, I'll talk about in a second, which which um, involves the caregiver being able to, to get some sleep. Okay. So instances where it may be necessary to choose the 24-7 solution with a small, consistent team um, would include things like your loved one is getting up more than two or three times a night and needs assistance when they're up to avoid a risk of fall or a risk of wandering or something like that. So also this type of care plan is suitable for people um, at the end who who are palliative, who are close to end of life because uh, sometimes there is uh, management of medications that are put on a pump that run 20, runs 24 hours mm-hmm. um, by intravenous and that needs management um, uh, by a nurse and so that would be an indication for that 24-hour uh, care plan. So that's, that's option number one. Um, the option number two for the 24-hour um, assistance is is live-in care. So this is a unique um, offering, and in 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 most cases it's one consistent caregiver, but in some cases it's it's shared among two live-ins who split the week or in in whatever configuration works for both the client and the caregivers. So the caregiver in this case is generally a unique type of individual who obviously loves working with seniors mm-hmm. um, and and is super comfortable moving in to a senior's home to to care for them and live there around the clock. So these these types of individuals generally uh, make a career out of this role uh, as a live-in and they understand the commitment and dedication that's required that goes along with that. So at Assurance Home Care, uh, we pride ourselves in being best in class when it comes to live-in care. We have developed a whole all-inclusive type experience for people who who um, uh, would like to, to um to be a part of that live-in solution, mm-hmm. and um, things like complimentary foot care as part of the, the programming, and and on-demand access to nursing. These are all things that are included as part of the the live-in uh, package. Wow! So in either case, though, either twenty-four-seven with a small team or a live-in, which is one or two caregivers, um, the duties of the caregivers all uh, include aspects uh, all aspects of. All aspects of care, personal care, <laughs> helping with shower, dressing, brushing teeth, putting socks on, meal preparation. Like ba- basically, I would describe them as as um, uh, experienced and skilled household managers who also, um, uh, you know, have that medical just enough medical medical background that they're they're able to help uh, prevent falls and and know the right way right way to keep someone safe when they're bathing and stuff like that. So they're. They're uh, highly skilled, but they also tend to be great cooks because they do this as a living. So they, yeah. <laughs> they've compiled recipes over the years that they've done live-ins, and plus some of them come from different ethnicities, and which comes along with some great uh, recipes uh, just from their own culture um, in some cases. So, uh, but um, all kinds of duties, like we even have clients who want to go out for a drive on a Sunday and uh, and so the live-in caregiver will take them out and and they'll go for drives and uh, on on Sunday so a- anything uh, we, we develop the wish list in advance and so um, these live-in caregivers are are um, supported and monitored by our our um, nursing team in the back end so mm-hmm. um, yeah 
And um, I, I have to ask because I'm curious. I mean, are the living caregivers like, first of all, do you do you have many of them with Assurance Home Care? We do. And we've actually um, uh, good question, because we've actually had uh, a huge <laughs> surge in requests for live ins over I the past year. <laughs> yeah, because of the pandemic. So so for whatever reason, um, uh, you know, some people have taken their parents out of facilities because they've mm-hmm. they they're they're nervous about covid um or they were on a wait list for a home but want to wait till the end of covid so whatever the reason is of course we can we can help accommodate we do say just to set expectations that finding the right type of caregiver can take up to two to four weeks but we are pretty good at um at you know setting expectations but then surpassing the expectations by mm-hmm. by having someone so uh we have several live-ins so you know circumstances change and so live-ins are they're not somebody who's sitting waiting um so there has to be a little bit of planning uh to right. that so you can imagine because they do live on site so part of what they do what they get in exchange for their live-in role is room and board Mm-hmm. And so, um, so that does require some some planning and vetting the right kinds of people. And are are living caregivers typically PSWs, or does, does there is there like a specific set of certifications needed for that? Well, there there aren't specific uh, certifications required. However, many of them are at least PSWs, and many of them are internationally trained nurses from other countries. So, wow. so yeah, I mean, we have amazing people who ha- come to us with masters in nursing, for instance, that have worked as supervisors in the ICU department in their own hospitals in their own country, and they come over here. And there's a period of time where they're waiting for their nursing license to be recognized right. by um, our government. Mm-hmm. And so in the in the meantime, uh, there's like a three-year uh, span where, where they are working as PSWs because that's part of the requirement is that they have to work here um, mm-hmm. and gain experience here for a certain period of time. So we have these amazing um, skill sets uh, of people. So That is yeah. very cool. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I, I'm, I'm amazed at, uh, at some of the people that uh, come. But, yes, PSWs, we always look at for for, for – um, for all of our clients, we look at um, what is required and not necessarily what is required today, but where things may be going down the road. Mm-hmm. So if we if we have a client that comes to us, say, that's just been diagnosed with mild uh, cognitive impairment and their wish, they come to us, my wish is to stay in my home. I want to explore, live in. Well, we have to look at, you know, we know that, that dementia is a progressive illness and not every caregiver it feels comfortable with dementia and some of the behaviors that might come along with that or challenges. And so uh, we would be identifying caregivers with that type of experience. They may or may not be re- um, uh, an internationally trained nurse or a PSW, but they might just have uh, tons of experience. Perhaps they've looked after their own mother for five, for the last five years who had dementia. I mean, that counts, yeah. right? To yes. me, that counts. And yes, so, it does. <laughs> Yeah. Now, we have so much more to talk about, so we will be right back. You're listening to Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. And while you're waiting, check out their website, assurancehomecare.ca. Talk to you in a moment. We'll return with more experts on call on News Talk 580 CFRA. Now, back to experts on call on News Talk 580 CFRA. 
Welcome back to Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. You're listening to Melroy, myself, and Chris McGinn, the co-owner. I keep wanting to say co-founder. Sorry, Chris. (laughs) The co-owner of Assurance Home Care. My goodness. You can visit assurancehomecare.ca. They have such a great website. It's so easy to navigate. You can also call them, 613-706-0411. And they're on social. You can check on your phone, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Assurance Ottawa is what you want to look for. Now, Chris, we were talking about um, different types of, of like, you know, around-the-clock care, 24-hour care versus live-in care. But what about respite care or respite care, depending on how you say it? What is yeah. that? Okay. So, um, yeah. So, respite care is generally uh, a short-term solution. So, mm. generally, it's like... You know, for people uh, who are wanting to maybe get out of the hospital quickly post-surgery, we've seen that happen, um, especially during COVID. And, and yeah, more than ever during COVID. (laughs) It's like, I've got this surgery coming up and I don't want to spend any time in there. So uh, doctor said I could be two days and then then be discharged, but I will need some help for three days at home once I'm discharged. So that kind of thing. Uh, Or or in the case of, you know... um, Families. So oftentimes, uh, uh, speaking to families being first responders, either uh, loved ones have moved in with, with um, you know, the baby boomer family or uh, the um, uh, kids are helping to some degree, but, but enough of a degree that if they were not doing it, they would need someone to be doing that. So, right. so in the instance where... Um, uh, mom is being helped by a couple of the daughters and the daughters want to take a vacation in the summertime, say, for with their own families and need a solution for that. Traditionally, most people uh, would be looking at um, calling a place like a facility, a retirement home or something, and and um, trying to find a bed uh, for their, their mom right. to move into. Yeah. But um, definitely... Uh, you know what, what? What is the happiest place for people is to remain <laughs> oh. in their own pli- place and also yeah. the healthiest uh, during, especially during COVID. Mm-hmm. So, um, so for we can come to them. So instead of uprooting your mom or dad um, and booking them into a facility for that time period, we'll move into the home and mm-hmm. provide one-on care on their terms in the comfort of the, their own familiar environment for whatever time period you need. And so, interestingly, sometimes people start off with respite care as a way of testing uh the live-in situation so they will uh tell their to you know explain to their mommy we're going to give this a try uh mm-hmm. for a month and see how it goes and so it can look very much like it's either it either can be a small consistent team depending on whether that person is up during the night um or not and if they're not up during the night for whatever reason um the it, it can be a, a simply one person that moves in for that time period so the key is whether the person is up uh, a lot during the nights because live-ins the expectation is generally they don't mind uh, getting up a couple of times a night if it's just to simply help someone to the bathroom and back and that the person is pretty good about going right back to sleep because the bottom line is the person living there, need the, the live-in caregiver needs to get some rest. And right. so if they are up obviously all night, they're not going to be much help to the person during the day. No. So so we have to we have to gauge um, that what nighttime looks like so that the caregiver is well supported because that's really uh, a super important 
feature. Okay. And so, yeah, so it, it tends, but the, the care plan can be the same as, as with a 24-hour or a live-in scenario. Is that we basically develop the care plan uh, in advance. Uh, what is it that you would like done? What is it that you need done? And, and everything is on the table from personal care to household chores, laundry, meal preparation, anything, you know, errands, uh, going out for a drive, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a very good explanation. Thank you very much. Well, now, <laughs> I, I have to ask, though, too, because, I mean, we were talking about the, the Cadillac version of care earlier. And, I mean, we, we had said, okay, well, it doesn't have to be home care. does not have to be expensive. But then we were talking about the Cadillac version of care. But <laughs> it, it really it doesn't have to be expensive, though, does it? Like, it, it can no. be... Would you say yeah. it can be less expensive than, than, say, a retirement home or a long-term care home, depending on the scenario? Uh, yes, absolutely. So, well, yeah, long-term care is definitely the the um, less the least expensive option because mm-hmm. um, uh, they are subsidized by the government and you pay according to your income. So that's right. one thing. Okay. Um, but, but, you know, uh, we recognize that 24-hour care and live-in care is not in everyone's budget. So 24-hour care is billed out by the hour. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so the the hourly uh, can range anywhere from you know thirty two to thirty five dollars an hour. So the the good news is you're always in the driver's seat in terms of what you're spending. So if if you know your parent needs care, you think up front it might need twenty. They may need twenty four hour care, um, but you have a budget of this much a month. We can do the calculation to determine. Okay, well that budget per month can get you this amount of care. Let's send in one of our nurses to see if maybe maybe you're off with the, the 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 fact that they need 24-hour care it may hmm. not always be the case i mean sometimes we get calls from people who say i need a nurse but they don't actually need a nurse what they need is is help with a shower which could easily be a psw just saved yourself 20 bucks for the hour and so wow yeah but okay. some people are fortunate to be in a financial position where it's never a question of if they're going to stay at home with care it's just when will i activate my plan uh-huh. and so most others though um uh, may not have considered staying at home until today, perhaps listening to the program. Hello. Um, yeah. <laughs> and may be surprised at how affordable it can be because to, you know, to an earlier um, point that I made, not everyone needs this catalog version. So, right. but overall, uh, the cost of a live-in is, it can be compared to that of, say, uh, your choice of a high-end retirement home. Hmm. And so, but of course, you can't compare a retirement home or long-term care with stay-at-home care because it's it's not apples for apples comparison. No. So when you look at what uh, you know being being um, being at home, I mean, you don't have to uproot yourself. You're in your own bed. You're on your own schedule. You're eating your own meals. Uh, and and I can't stress enough. You know, a lot of times it's people who try on uh, um, a facility for a little while that end up coming back and calling us for live-in care. Really? They will say that the number one thing they never thought of before going in was how important diversity in their community was and how much they looked forward to seeing the same things out their their front door. It becomes part of who you are to get your cup of tea in the middle of the afternoon and watch people coming home from work. And then, you know, and then... It's funny because my parents do this all the time. It's like they're looking out the window. The neighbor's not home yet. Where do you think he is? Do you think he's been in an accident? The weather's bad. So, but you know what? It's it becomes part of your life, and and so anyway, you you so so definitely, um, you know, if if you have questions around. Uh, 
costs uh, and and you want to know if it's in your budget, we certainly can do a complimentary home assessment, come out and visit with you, discuss the options um, and all that. So, But, you know, if you don't mind, Mel, while we're on the, pr- the topic of, of pricing, mm-hmm. we do see some, uh, some individuals coming to us hiring a caregiver that – uh, that have hired a caregiver, say on Kijiji, or oh. one of those other, yeah, We've care on about demand. This before I know where this is yeah. going. Yeah, <laughs> so there, there's yeah. these care on demand platforms, and the and and Kijiji being one of them. And these mm-hmm. these things are they're part of the gray market. It's called out there, and so. Um, and, 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 and gray market is a good word for it because you don't know what you're getting. And so really what I want people to know is that this is something I would not recommend for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get rather distraught calls for care from those who have had less than ideal experiences. And, and let me tell you, less than oh. ideal is, is an understatement. And it's very unfortunate through these alternate care on-demand platforms. And they tell us the same thing. They went that route to save a few bucks and discovered they got what they paid for. And so, you know, care for your loved one is simply not an area you want to cut corners on, if I may say. So, for instance, one family called us uh, who had hired who they thought was a super reliable live-in caregiver. Mm -hmm. They checked references. In fairness, they thought they did their due diligence. A short time into the arrangement, they started to notice performance issues. So they tried talking to the caregiver, but every time they tried to talk to the caregiver, the caregiver threatened to quit. So, you know, that's, yeah, so the family would acquiesce. Right. So eventually it got so bad that the caregiver basically left without giving notice, leaving the family and, and more importantly, the senior without care, high and dry. And so, yeah. And so another example, I will tell you, a family called us in tears because they hired a private caregiver um, for their dad who had just been diagnosed with mild cognitive deficits. Mm -hmm. The dad fell in love in quotations with the caregiver and no. started sending money back to this caregiver's family. These are true true stories. It's like watching a horror film play out. So all that to say you want to use a reputable company for what you're doing for all kinds of reasons, which I can discuss uh, after our break. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for that. Oh, my goodness. Well, Assurance Home Care is definitely a reputable company. Check out their website while you're waiting for us to come back. AssuranceHomeCare.ca or Give them a call, 613-706-0411. We'll be right back with Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. We'll return with more experts on call on News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to experts on call on News Talk 580 CFRA. This is Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. I'm joined by Chris McGinn, the co-owner of Assurance Home Care, and I'm Mel Roy. Check them out at assurancehomecare.ca and give them a call, 613-706-0411. Chris, that last segment ended so weirdly, (laughs) talking about (laughs) gray market and, oh, independent caregivers who don't have all of the, Mm -hmm. the stuff you're talking about, being a reputable company, I mean... What what just for the listeners' sake? What exactly do you mean by reputable companies? What kinds of checks and balances do companies like Assurance Home Care actually use 
for their yeah. caregivers. Well, thank you. Because, oh. um, yes, companies like Assurance Home Care uh, start with a very, very rigorous hiring process mm. that is specifically designed to identify red flags. And we have our ways of, you know, things like aligning with our core values, which one of our core values is, is they must have a servant's heart. So we have ways of teasing oh. out, does this person actually have a servant's heart or are they here simply for a paycheck? Because that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone's there just for a paycheck, we don't want that kind of person working here. Mo- yes, making money and being compensated for what you do is important, but it shouldn't be, you know, we want people who are genuinely passionate about working with seniors. And so that's one thing. Um, Also, you know, using a reputable company means that they are, who are their own employees. So at Assurance Home Care, all of our employees are our own employees as opposed to independent contractors. Ah, What that means is that they're covered. So for workers' compensation uh, on site. So if they fall and hurt themselves, uh, that potentially, if you're using them privately, that could be a liability on you and in, in your mm-hmm. house insurance. Mm-hmm. And um, and general liability, you know, something, God forbid, goes missing in the house. And, and uh, you know, that's all covered under liability insurance that reputable companies would have. And so in addition, caregivers at Assurance Home Care are nurse-managed. And what that means is that our nurses... Uh, we have specific field nurses whose jo- only job it is to completely support the caregiver in the field. And sometimes that involves announced and sometimes it involves unannounced visits. And what they're, to, you know, they're not trying to get, you know, it's not that gotcha philosophy, but they really <laughs> want, you know, they really want a true picture sometimes of yeah. what, what, um, is happening. They want it to be an organic experience, and sometimes, sometimes they let the, the client and, and caregiver know, and sometimes they don't. And so, they're you know, they we have um, uh, checks that the the the, uh, the nurses are are looking for certain things when they do do these visits to ensure that the caregivers are following our high standards of care. Okay. So, in addition, our caregivers also uh, receive coaching and mentoring and regular education about a variety of topics and and including COVID-19. And so we restrict the movement of our caregivers. We do a lot of education about, hey, it's not just what you're doing at work, but make sure that what you're doing outside of work is in line with the ministry guidelines or else we don't want you to come to work. You can't see me giving a a thumbs up right now, but I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's super important. But if you're hiring someone off Kijiji, you have no idea if they might have have three people in three different retirement homes and then coming to see your mom in her own home. That's you have no idea. Point. There's no way of knowing. Mm-hmm. And so with a reputable company, we track movement and we have a software system that has GPS that we're tracking everything about the wow. caregivers. So yeah, those are just some some things. But you know, I want to mention because we're talking about prices and why some people might use the the gray market, and sometimes uh, you know, for for reasons, um, you know, their own reasons, they they choose choose maybe to go that route because they think they're they're saving a buck, but they're opening mm-hmm. up a whole can of worms of other issues. But yeah. so one thing though that it is important to know is. Is um, and I just learned recently uh, more about this myself. Is that 
um, oftentimes uh, we'll get a call from a senior who says, oh, you know, I'd love to stay in my own home, but all my money is tied up in the equity of my home. So basically the money is sitting in the bricks of the home. Huh. And so, so you know, uh, um, one thing that we just – well, I, re- I recently learned about um, – others in our company have known about this for a while, but is, is that there's a thing called the, the chip reverse mortgage um, that you can take out on your home. So you want to stay in your home, but you want some of the, the equity from your home in order to fund your care required. Hmm. So, of course, I'm not a specialist in this area, but I wanted to pass on what I have learned is that it can be an option in cases where seniors want to stay in their home uh, where their equity is tied up. So you can be eligible for up to 55% of the value, uh, current resale value of your property and receive the money tax-free. Which is really amazing. Well, considering the market um, in Ottawa right now, that's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, and right, and yeah. and you don't have to make monthly payments unless, of course, until your home is sold, and unless, of course, you want to. So you can, mm-hmm. or you don't have to. So some for some people, um, that that's perfect. Um, you also maintain full ownership and control over your home. So for some people who might be uh, concerned that, oh, if I do this, the bank is going to own my home. No, that's not the case. You have full ownership and control over your home. So you can do renovations to it. You do whatever you want. Um, so for for instance, if your current home, say, is appraised at like $400,000, you'd qualify for up to 55% of that, which is equal to $220,000 in this case. That's can buy you an awful lot of care. Yeah. You know, if your wish is to stay at home. So no so yeah, so if you want to learn more about that, I would encourage you to to, to reach out to someone who does uh, chip reverse mortgages uh, <laughs> <laughs> because because we're not experts in that field, but I did want to pass that along for people who who uh, uh, want to stay in their home and are looking for a good solution for that. All right, chip reverse mortgages. Good to know. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I don't have any listener questions about that, but I do have some listener questions for you if you want to answer a few. Of course, I love okay. them. All right, so um, the first one that uh, I wanted to ask you, this is an anonymous question, but it's uh, from a listener asking about what the, the caregiver first approach means for assurance home care. What, what is that all about? Okay, so essentially that means we have two clients. Um, the one client is our senior that we serve and support in the home, mm-hmm. and the other client is the caregivers that choose to work for us because we understand that there is a national shortage of caregivers here in Canada and um, that they have a choice. And so we want to be their employer of choice, and we want to make it um, – we want to differentiate ourselves from others who may be offering, say, a higher pay because I talked about that. We don't – we don't um, – we can't necessarily compete with, with – with the government who's, who's got a $3 bump right now for, for to entice caregivers to go into retirement homes to work. Right. Yeah. We want to attract caregivers who genuinely want a quality one-on-one experience with seniors in their own home. Mm-hmm. And so all we have hired a, a director of people and culture here at Assurance Home Care. Her name is Melissa Cinquino, and she is – her sole focus and job is, uh, is to attract and retain – uh, and come up with rewards, incentives, and ways of attracting and retaining the best caregivers based on our core value, uh, a core value fit. So that's basically what it is. So everything we do, we, we naturally know that if we attract the right people and we keep them happy, that obviously that just spills into an excellent client experience because a happy caregiver equals a happy client. Also, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Okay. 
So that answers that. Let's see. So the next question, also anonymous. Uh, they say, heard on the radio that vaccines are rolling out for seniors over 80. Can assurance help with this and how? Yeah, that's 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 a great question, and that's very exciting news, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. Great. So, so answer is um, yes. You can go on the public uh, Ottawa Public Health website, and there will be a series of questions that you will have to ask. Uh, you know, whether you're Indigenous or not, uh, whether you have a chronic medical chronic medical condition and receive home care services through the Lynn is another question. What year you were born in, and what your postal code is. So that what that tells me, or what that should tell you, is that you have to be over 80, um, that you're in a better position if you are in, in the Indigenous uh, population group because they've been determined to be a high-risk group. Mm-hmm. If you have a chronic medical condition receiving home care from the Lynn, uh, there's a risk of uh, increased exposure because of the, the number of clients that Lynn caregivers see in comparison to family-funded home care companies like Assurance Home Care. Okay. And, um, and, and, uh, and your postal code, so they're targeting right now five high-risk areas in in Ottawa and that'll be branching out so I would encourage people to just keep going on the public health website if you are out of town if you're a, uh, um, a child of a loved one who doesn't have access to internet uh, but you want your parent to be vaccinated your parent doesn't have say transportation to get there or needs assistance in getting on the list please call assurance home care and we would be happy to help you navigate that that's wonderful. <laughs> that is a wonderful, wonderful service. Thank you so much for that. Um, now, you can give Assurance Home Care a call at 613-706-0411 to uh, ask for help with that or any other questions. Um, Chris, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to have you. Oh, it was really fun, Mel. And I always <laughs> enjoy doing this with you every week. Absolutely. And we'll be back next Saturday at 2 o'clock. It's Care Talk with Assurance Home Care. Have a great day.